Welcome to the Think Anesthesia Veterinary Continuing Education Podcast. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Martinez, Board Certified Specialist in Veterinary Anesthesia and Analgesia and U.S. Director of Technical Services at Jurox Animal Health Incorporated. This podcast is race approved for continuing education for veterinarians and veterinary technicians and nurses. Please visit the podcast description at www.thinkanesthesia.education for more information on how to complete the requirements to obtain your CE certificate for this podcast. The content of this podcast represents the best in evidence-based and peer-reviewed medicine. Some content may be the opinion of Jurox Incorporated, a subsidiary of Jurox Proprietary Limited and its technical services department. This episode is a second of a two-part series focused on pre-medication prior to induction of anesthesia in dogs and cats. Part one of this series looked at the selection and use of sedatives and tranquilizers in your pre-medication plan. In this episode, we will discuss the selection and use of opioids in the development of an individualized anesthetic drug regimen. All veterinarians have taken an oath to prevent and relieve patient suffering. Pain is linked to an increase in morbidity, including delayed wound healing and increased infection rates. This may result in longer hospital stays, an unhappy patient, and a dissatisfied client. Therefore, it is important for veterinary professionals to be able to develop and implement an effective pain management treatment plan for their patients. Analgesia is most effective if administered before pain commences. This is known as preemptive analgesia. The premise being that decreasing nociceptive input to the spinal cord will reduce perioperative pain as well as reduce the development of central sensitization and hyperalgesia. Analgesic drugs should then be administered at the time of premedication whenever noxious stimulation is expected to occur. Opioids are commonly used in veterinary medicine for pain management because they are effective, relatively safe, and most can be reversed. Besides providing analgesia, other clinical effects include sedation, which may be enhanced if opioids are given concurrently with tranquilizers or sedatives. Opioids act by binding to specific receptors, mu, kappa, or delta, located in the central and peripheral nervous systems and peripheral tissues to produce analgesia and sedation. Opioids can be classified as full mu agonists, partial mu agonists, agonist antagonists, and mu antagonists. Full mu agonists bind to the mu receptor and displays full efficacy to trigger a response, analgesia. Partial mu agonists bind and activate the receptor, but only displays partial efficacy. Agonist-antagonist opioids will act as an agonist at one receptor and an antagonist at another receptor. Mu antagonist binds to the mu receptor, do not elicit an analgesic response, but will block or reduce the effect of mu agonist drugs. Many opioids are currently available. In selecting an opioid, the clinician should consider the patient's health status, the type of procedure planned, and level of pain anticipated. The onset and duration of action, as well as the route of elimination of the opioid, should also be considered. 
Opioids can be delivered by several different routes of administration, making them extremely versatile in different clinical situations. In choosing an opioid, the potential for unwanted or adverse effects should be weighed against the benefit to their use. Respiratory depression can be observed with most opioids and is dependent on the opioid chosen and dose administered. The cardiovascular effects of opioids are minor when clinically relevant doses are administered. Bradycardia is the most common cardiovascular effect seen following opioid administration. Anticholinergic drugs may be administered to treat bradycardia that has caused a deleterious effect on the patient's cardiovascular status. Nausea and vomiting may be observed in the patient with certain opioids, such as morphine, due to stimulation of dopamine receptors within the chemoreceptor trigger zone. Moropinant, when given prior to opioid administration, will reduce the incidence of vomiting. Opioids may interfere with thermal regulation in the patient, but their effects are species-specific. Opioids alter the thermal regulatory set point, resulting in dogs panting following opioid administration, which will lower body temperature. Hyperthermia is more commonly seen in cats and can raise body temperatures significantly. Temperatures up to 107 degrees Fahrenheit have been reported. Hyperthermia in cats is typically associated with cats undergoing general anesthesia, where opioids are included in the anesthetic regimen. Therefore, body temperature in cats should be closely monitored during the recovery period. The antitussive effects of opioid is due to their effect on the cough center in the medulla oblongata. When opioids are used as part of an anesthetic regimen, tolerance of the endotracheal tube may be seen during the recovery period. In part one of this premedication series, I introduce you to Roxy, the healthy eight-year-old female spay cocker spaniel that had been admitted to the clinic for a dental cleaning and evaluation. We discussed sedation options for our friendly patient that tends to struggle when restrained. The next step in the development of Roxy's individualized anesthetic plan is to select an appropriate opioid in order to provide analgesia. There are many opioids that are commonly used in veterinary patients, each with their own advantages and disadvantages. Let's take a closer look at a few of them as we decide which one is appropriate for Roxy. Morphine is a full muagonist opioid providing effective analgesia for mild to severe pain along with moderate sedation. Indications for morphine administration include management of painful procedures such as orthopedic procedures, perineal surgery, dental procedures with extractions, and soft tissue surgery that involve extensive soft tissue dissection. Other clinical effects include panting, nausea, vomiting, bradycardia, and decreased urine voiding and production. Significant histamine release can occur when morphine is administered intravenously and is dependent on the dose and rate administered. It is recommended to not exceed 1 mg per kilogram intramuscularly or 0.5 mg per kilogram intravenously. And if administered as an IV bolus, administer over 1 to 2 minutes. In cats, morphine can cause excitement when higher doses are given. Other effects seen in cats include kneading, purring, euphoria, and medriasis. Hydromorphone is a full muagonous opioid with greater potency than morphine. The general analgesic effect of hydromorphone is similar to morphine, but is associated with less nausea and vomiting. 
Intravenous administration of hydromorphone administration produces minimal histamine release. Be mindful that hyperthermia can be seen following administration of hydromorphone in cats. Clinical indications for hydromorphone are similar to morphine. Hydromorphone will produce effective analgesia for moderate to severe pain, such as fracture repair, cruciate surgery, and exploratory laparotomies. Dogs and cats can be premedicated with hydromorphone prior to surgery and be administered hydromorphone intraoperatively for pain control, as well as for postoperative pain management. Methadone is a full mu agonist opioid that has similar potency and efficacy as morphine. Methadone also acts as an antagonist at the central nervous system NMDA receptor, which is useful for chronic pain conditions and management of wind-up pain. Activation of the NMDA receptor is key to the development of central sensitization leading to hyperalgesia. Therefore, methadone is an attractive choice over other full mu agonists when this benefit is desirable. Methadone may cause mild sedation and is associated with a low incidence of nausea and vomiting and no histamine release. The duration of action following methadone administration is approximately four hours. Clinical indications include management of moderately painful conditions in cats and dogs, such as ovariohysterectomy, surgical removal of soft tissue masses, and ophthalmological procedures. A significant benefit of methadone over other full mu agonists is when nausea and vomiting is undesirable, such as patients with raised intracranial pressure, a linear form body, cervical spinal disease with instability, and patients with brachycephalic syndrome. Fentanyl is a full mu agonist opioid with greater potency compared to morphine and hydromorphone with less nausea and vomiting. The onset of action is rapid and duration of action of fentanyl is short, approximately 30 minutes, limiting its use to an intravenous infusion. Fentanyl is available as a human-approved transdermal patch. The absorption of fentanyl from transdermal patches is highly variable between patients and from different anatomical positions. This leads to variable clinical effectiveness and the need for vigilant observation within the patient for adequate analgesia and adverse effects, such as agitation or dysphoria, after application. It is also important to remember that the time for reaching effective plasma concentration can be up to 24 hours. Safe handling and disposable of the fentanyl patch to prevent harm to patient or the owner must also be considered when prescribing these controlled drug devices. Clinical indications for fentanyl are for severe pain control, both intraoperatively and postoperatively. Fentanyl infusions are also helpful in reducing inhalant anesthetic requirements in patients that are exhibiting significant cardiovascular depression due to the inhalant anesthetic agent. Vigilant monitoring of the patient's respiratory status is important since fentanyl can cause significant respiratory depression. In the United States, it has become increasingly more difficult to obtain an injectable Schedule II opioid. The reasons are complicated, but is due in part to the DEA decreasing the total amount of opioids manufactured in the U.S. and limited availability of veterinary label products. Whatever the cause, it is important for animal health care providers to be able to develop and implement an effective pain management treatment plan for their patients. As clinicians, we have a couple of options for non-Schedule II opioids that are labeled for veterinary patients. 
Buprenorphine is a Schedule three opioid classified as a partial agonist because it cannot agonize the mu opioid receptors to the same degree as the full mu agonist. However, buprenorphine has a greater affinity for the mu receptor than full mu agonist opioids, making its reversal difficult. Buprenorphine is unique among the opioids in that it will reach a ceiling effect in terms of analgesia, called hysteresis. Buprenorphine has a slow onset of action, but a reasonably long duration of effect, dependent on the dose administered, due to a slow dissociation from the mu receptor. The drug is useful for mild to moderate intraoperative pain in procedures such as spays, castrations, bladder surgery, and minor mass removals. The analgesia provided may not be adequate for pain relief during major soft tissue or orthopedic surgery. As already discussed, buprenorphine has a greater affinity for mu receptors, and therefore subsequent administration of a full mu agonist after buprenorphine administration may be less effective or ineffective in providing analgesia. Buprenorphine can be administered by intramuscular or intravenous injection. In cats, buprenorphine has been shown to be absorbed systemically following oral transmucosal dosing. Side effects are less compared to the full mu agonist. However, patients should still be monitored for bradycardia and hypoventilation. Cats may develop hyperthermia. Buprenorphine is commercially available as a preservative-free single-use vial at a concentration of 0.3 mg per ml. A cat-specific registered formulation, Simbadol, is currently available as well. The concentration is 1.8 mg per ml, and the label dose is 0.24 milligrams per kilogram subcutaneously once daily for three days. Cats receiving this formulation may show tachycardia, hyperthermia, and hyperactivity. A compounded, unapproved formulation of buprenorphine in a biodegradable matrix is available for sustained release over 72 hours. Limited peer-reviewed data is available in veterinary species, and this formulation does not have the safety and efficacy data or requirements for consistent, reliable, and traceable manufacturing as FDA-approved formulations. The final opioid we will discuss today is butorphanol. Butorphanol is a Schedule III opioid classified as an agonist-antagonist opioid or mixed opioid, referring to its action on the opioid receptors. Butorphanol is an agonist at the kappa opioid receptor and antagonist at the mu receptor. Its affinity for the mu receptor is strong, and therefore, butorphanol can be used as a reversal agent for full mu agonist opioids, although the duration of action is short at 1-2 to two hours. Analgesia produced by butorphanol is less than pure mu opioids, and consequently, it should be used for minor procedures where the expected level of postoperative pain is going to be low. The incidence of side effects is also low. Butorphanol can be administered intravenously to partially reverse the sedative and respiratory depressant effects of full mu agonists while maintaining analgesia. Butorphanol is a substrate of P-glycoprotein and may cause more profound and prolonged sedation in dogs with the MDR1 gene mutation. It is recommended that a reduced dose, 25% less, be given to dogs heterozygous for the gene mutation, and up to a 50% reduced dose 
in dogs homozygous for the mutation. Let's get back to Roxy and her premedication plan. We talked about adding an opioid to a sedative drug because of their additive effects to both provide sedation and analgesia. For Roxy, dental radiographs and cleaning are not painful procedures. We will not know if there will be dental extractions until after Roxy is anesthetized. The decision to make is either proceed with a full muagonist, such as morphine, hydromorphone, or methadone, so that analgesia will likely be adequate for any needed extractions, or premedicate with either butorphanol or buprenorphine, knowing that additional analgesia may be needed intra- and post-operatively if extractions are required. Whichever decision is made, remember that providing appropriate pain management requires a continuum of care. As stated in the American Animal Hospital Association's 2015 Pain Management Guidelines for Dogs and Cats, a well-thought-out plan for analgesia includes anticipation, early intervention, and evaluation of response on an individual patient basis. Preoperative sedation and analgesia will decrease stress, both in your patient and the anesthetist, reduce the induction and maintenance anesthetic requirements, and contribute to a smoother recovery period. Premedication with drugs that addresses both a patient's sedative and analgesic needs is the first step in creating an anesthetic plan. But remember, there is no one-size-fits-all plan that is appropriate for all patients. Use your knowledge and understanding of the drugs you have available when developing an individualized plan for each of your patients. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Think Anesthesia Veterinary Continuing Education Podcast Series brought to you by Jurox Animal Health. Jurox is committed to improving the quality of anesthesia globally. As a part of this commitment, we have produced a series of race-approved CE content. Be sure to visit thinkanesthesia.education for a listing of CE material, including podcasts. I'm Dr. Elizabeth Martinez, and remember, when you think anesthesia, Think Jurox.